This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is Hog Reaction brought to you by The Party Place, the largest locally owned party supply store in Arkansas with locations in Fort Smith, Rogers, and Conway. Let's party. Touchdown, Arkansas, Bryce Stevens. Call or text the show at 866-285-4005. Coming to you after a win here on Hog Reaction presented by The Party Place. It is a... 52-35 win for the Arkansas Razorbacks over BYU out in Provo. Derek Ruskin here along with Zach Arns. And live in Provo, we go to Tommy Kraft, who was on the scene for it all earlier this afternoon there in Provo. And uh, Tommy, tell us your thoughts on it. Well, I, I feel really good for the fans that spent the money made the time, came all the way out here. It, it would really suck if – and uh, they – you could see uh, – I'm pretty excited when this game – All right, we're going to try and get try back again, with Tommy yeah. here in a moment. Uh, our phone lines are open here at 866-285-4005 if you want to uh, hop in with a thought or two on this um, – performance today and um zach arkansas did everything they had to do to uh, win the ball game a lot of offense they rolled up a lot of points they um you know they took advantage of the turnovers there uh possessed the football they did everything they had deal. to do yeah they, they played well on offense so i'm looking at the totals here 644 yards of total offense possessed the football that last drive was almost 10 minutes long Kind of the put-away drive. I mean, you're up 17, and you were able to not give BYU another uh, another possession. Turned them over, which was impressive. They actually got – they were very, very aggressive, which is what happened to BYU last week was they were pressured. Jaron Hall gets inaccurate. They bounced him around a little bit. Um, did a great job. That would they come up with two turnovers today? They had the Hudson-Clark interception and the fumble on the fourth down. Um, really impressive defensive effort against a really good football team. The numbers are going to be a little bit skewed because he gave up 471 yards – but that 471 um, pales in comparison to what you came up with. Three turnovers, 14 Three. Okay. points for the Razorbacks off of them. 
and a uh, a five touchdown performance for KJ Jefferson. We uh, saw once again that he is uh, the most important thing on the offense. Uh, we knew that last week when the offense was um, kind of inept. When he wasn't there, he was there, and we saw what happened there. And uh, the running game, they were able to lean on that, mm-hmm. get some um, some big numbers there again to exploit the uh, – and, and you know what? The, the offense showed up. They, they, they were doing things. They, they were did. moving people. This was probably the, they didn't, you know, a perfect game is unattainable. But this is probably the best performance they've turned in all year. Yeah, time, from, start, from stem to stern, I think. Time of possession, they they had the advantage there, you know, albeit by about three minutes. But the number to me was they converted on 12 to 15 third downs. You know, if they were good on first down, you convert on third down, you keep the chains moving. 12 out of 15 is a, uh, that's a hell of a day. Uh, you don't see that very often, especially when you're talking double-digit third-down conversions. Yeah. Uh, big, big day. Yeah. They ran it for about seven yards a carry, and just the offense uh, at, as a whole, about eight yards per play. So there were really – I mean, th- this offense looked like the way it's supposed to look. It was moving. It was flowing. There was some creativity mixed in there, but it wasn't gimmicky. Um, and uh, this is um, – this is exactly what they needed as yeah. they go into a bye week because you did not want to be around this place if they had lost four in a row going into the bye week. But that is all over with now, and they go into the bye week with a win and can get ready and spend two weeks getting ready for to, to get an Auburn team and I think to get another league win. Honestly, yeah, I think they they, can. they they cured some ills really. I you know we talked about red zone chances coming in and how their red zone offense had struggled six out of seven today. It, you know, hard to beat that. And the one was the fumble on the first drive. Uh, they they did they did everything you needed to do. Took care of the football, ran it well, ran for 277, limited BYU's rushing attack. Uh, you know, you gave up some yards through the air, but I think you're willing to to sacrifice, you know, the 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 yards through the air for the yards on the ground. You know, you're now two and twelve when you give up thirty plus. Mm-hmm. You know, you got kind of got that off your back a little bit. You know, it, it was impressive. The third quarter, they only had the ball for four minutes, but, man, they went up and down the field. Every time BYU started to, to make some inroads, boom, they, they came right back. And if you didn't listen to the uh, to the post game or you you, know, you you only saw KJ go down, it was a stinger. He's fine. Well, yeah. Sam said so in the uh, in the post game. He's he's good to go. And now, like you said, I mean, you got two weeks off. You can get uh, you can get some guys healthy, which I think will help. And uh, you'll get ready for a team right now that's reeling in Auburn and, uh, and the back half of your schedule. Yeah. The um, I guess Auburn ended up losing that game today. Forty-eight, thirty-four. Didn't see the end did. of it. They went into a lightning delay. And one of these days, someone's going to get hosed on the fact that the TV crew members go into lightning delay before the actual game does, which makes zero sense. The unpaid labor can stay on the field during lightning, but the paid television technicians, you'll go inside. Yeah, have at it. <laughs> makes no sense at all. But and it is what it is right now. But somebody's going to get screwed because there's one camera shooting the game. In those situations, but didn't happen today. And um, Ole Miss was able to win that game. Um, Arkansas, of course, wins 52-35, as we told you. And uh, this is Hog Reaction presented by The Party Place here on ESPN Arkansas and on hitthatline.com. Everybody can take a collective breath now. Yeah. Take a breath. and You're going to have 14 days coming off a win. Get ready for another SEC opponent. The pressure is gone. You know they're four and three. Sam said it in the uh, in the post game. They're exactly where they were last year. I don't yep. necessarily like that strategy, but you know, fact is a factor, right? Where you yep. were, 
You have five games to go. You know, three seem win- very winnable, and the other two, you know, we'll see. The preseason FPI was right again. What's up? The preseason FPI said they'd win this game. Okay. It is now, what is this, uh, seven for seven on picking games. The preseason FPI. I know they change it each week, but I wrote down all the numbers preseason, and the computers are seven for seven right now. So, there you go. Um, We got your text going here. It's our line. It's the Ruskin and Zach line for a hog reaction here. 866-285-4005. That's how you can get a hold with a hold of us with the text or with the um, with the with the phone call. Uh, do we have Tommy back again? Do we have? Uh, he will be back shortly. Okay, he's, right. he's going to find better internet okay, in the good. Greater Provo area. All right, we're gonna we're gonna wait on him to reconnect, and then we'll uh, check in with him for uh, more of his thoughts being there in uh, Provo for the game, and um, just uh, a just what they needed. You know, you talk about the exhale. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what they needed. Yeah. A comfortable win to go into the bye week. A lot of things went well. Uh your quarterback has five touchdown passes. Yeah. Five of them. And, and that play, I think it was in the second quarter that, you know, the, when BYU's got what they have six shots at him, he gets away, yeah, he completes that, it to Trey Knox. That's one of those collective, okay, you know, th- th- our guys back. Is that the moment where it all kind of clicked into gear right there? There, there were several moments. One, I, that was one of them. You know, the 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 third or the fourth down that BYU went for. Now their their kicking game is shaky to begin with, and I know they don't have a lot of confidence in it. But when you know uh, you go for it on a fourth down and and you fumble it, and then you immediately turn it around and score. I thought they did a really nice job defensively. It's the most aggressive game plan they've had this season. Mm-hmm. They were showing a lot of different looks. They had Jaron Hall. I don't want to say confused, but he was having to look off his first receiver, go to check downs, which is what you want. I mean, you want him, you want a quarterback working top down. They took away his first option, they took away his second option, and on a fourth, you know, on a third and fourteen, they're picking up six, and that the, was that was terrific. The 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 uh, the question, of course, that I think most people are going to wonder is, well, where was this a week ago? Styles or, make fights, or, or two weeks you, ago. You don't necessarily, you can't necessarily do that every week, right. and they had some mismatches physically, and they took advantage of them. I thought they got good pressure on Hall. They didn't, you know, it wasn't great, it wasn't great pressure, but they did get enough to bother him, and that was uh, yeah, that that was one of the things that I thought that I was real, real impressed with. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they 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 were bothering him a lot, and then uh, he gets uh, he gets dinged. Now, listen, let's be let's be totally impartial here for a moment. They could have called a late hit on the Sanders hit on on Jaron Hall, don't you think? Yeah, I, I. I mean, the ball was away. Those those refs, they they didn't have the greatest day in the world. No, no, um, they did not. They, no. they struggled a little bit. Yeah. Maybe the altitude got to them, but you know, in in a bang bang situation like that, yeah, I mean, you could. I always err on the side of you know let the kids play unless it's really egregious, especially in that particular spot. Um, you know, I was just looking up the numbers. I mean, one sack in the I mean, game, Arkansas had it, 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 but it was pressure. If that had happened in an NFL game, I think. Uh, um, I think Sanders would have been, been executed. He, he yeah, would have, he so, would have yeah. been taken away in shackles, and yeah. uh, and he would have been uh, dragged to the uh, the pokey. Probably so. The Hooskow. Yeah, they still call it the pokey in Provo. Okay, all right, very good. That that sounds like something that the people of Provo would say is the pokey, <laughs> as they drink uh, plain milk. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's on plain milk. Let nothing. Let's talk to Kyle. Hi, right, Kyle. You're on Hog Reaction. Hey guys. What's up? Hey. Hi. Hey, my phone was shutting in and out. I was at work at the end of the game, and I heard KJ hit his head. 
He and did. It, it's a stinger. He's okay. he's fine. Yeah, he jogged off the field, but it was it. It just kind of scared him a little bit, is what he said after the game. Yeah, like I said, I, I missed the end of the game, and I'm driving home now, so I didn't get to look it up. But, yeah, I was wondering how he was, how he was doing and if there was any update about it. Well, he he was in the post-game press conference, so uh, he was well enough to uh, to do that. So he is, uh, I guess, okay. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, same. everybody had the exact same thought in those two minutes between yeah, when and, we saw it and when they came back from the commercial. And it was the, the way that he grabbed his helmet and rolled over yeah. and threw it off. You, you immediately went, oh, no, here we go again. But Sam said in the uh, in the post game, it was just a stinger. If you've ever had one, it's just a burning sensation in your shoulder. He said he's never had one before. Yeah. KJ did. And so that's why he kind of freaked oh, him it, out a little bit. It feels like, you know, depending on where it is, but, I mean, if you get one in, but, like, your neck, it will it feels like somebody took a hot prod and yeah. just stuck it in your neck. But he landed directly on top of his head at yes, about the three-yard line on a play that, in the moment, I'm thinking, why are okay, you doing this? Why are you running? Mm-hmm. You're up uh, You're up 50, whatever it was. You're, you're, all, you're up big. There's, there's, just, there's still a little bit of risk-reward that is not quite tuned in. With KJ Jefferson, you know what I mean. Like, there's just a little bit of know the situation. Okay, if you if the other if if you there's one way to read everything. I understand all that, but you also have to know the situation. Mm-hmm. You're trying to run the clock out. You're you've got a big lead. Um, this possession, for all intents and purposes, is meaningless to the outcome of the game. Just, uh, you know, let A.J. Green take the contact yeah. that time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. we got text out of the 479. This is a good question, and this is something we didn't talk about during the week, should have. Um, do you all know why Odom was on the sideline tonight? Yes, he actually addressed that at the, the Pittman show on Wednesday. Um, just giving Barry Odom a different look, giving him an opportunity to go down and coach his kids on the sidelines instead of being in the box, away from his players. It just gave him more face time with the kids on the sidelines. I think it made a difference. I really do. I believe he was on the field in... Part of the last game too, I'm and not, that, that might be true. Yeah. But I mean, this is start to finish. Yeah. Um, you know, Sam was talking about it at, at, in his uh, radio show on Wednesday that they were going to bring him down, and it was just having him on the field, being able to communicate with every single player uh, instead of having to get somebody on a phone and you're doing it one at a time. Now you can address the group and make adjustments on the fly. So it, it's by far their most aggressive game plan, and I'll be interested to see what they do going forward because at times, I mean, he gave up 35 points, he gave up almost 500 yards, but at times. It's the best they've played. I mean, the 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 the, uh, the interception that Hudson Clark had is exactly what you want that deep safety to do. I mean, he's just sitting there, read, scanning the field, looking at Jaron Hall. As soon as Hall let it go, he closed on it fast. Receiver was open, yeah. and and Hudson Clark closed it down and, and picks it off. And and I'm telling you, Jaron Hall didn't throw a lot of picks. I think that was his third of the year. I attribute, and they had their first two fumbles yep. lost of the year too in in the game. BYU did. I attribute the 35 points more to Jaron Hall's really good than deficiencies on the Arkansas defense. I think in today's college football, you know, you're probably going to give up 30 on a normal day. Yeah. Um, you, but usually, but most teams have an offense that's capable of scoring 45. So it's not really an issue. Today, Arkansas got 52. This is the most mm-hmm. dynamic we've seen Arkansas's offense yeah. probably this yeah, entire season. Yeah, they were, they, and diverse is the word yeah. I would use. I mean, they they were able to do a lot of different things. They Screen game worked, draw game worked, RPO game worked, zone read worked. They were able to throw the ball down the field. A lot of the play action stuff, the, I think it was Lander's second touchdown. It was in the second quarter when he ran just kind of the corner route and there was nobody near him. I mean, KJ makes the pump, he throws it to Lander's. Everything was working. And they're, they're dangerous when they do that. 
Let's talk to Pete in Cave City. Good evening, Pete. What's up, guys? Hey. What's up? So, uh, kind of like what y'all are saying, like, I feel like uh, Kim O'Brien in the first half just kind of had his head in his butt, and, you know, he kind of he got good towards the later half of the game. And, uh, you know, it's just – it's good seeing that he can – go with the defense that they threw at him, you know, and I'm just happy that, you know, Hudson Clark actually did something good finally. I mean, uh, I, I feel bad for the guy because, you know, he's been – everybody's been talking bad about him, but, you know, he played a good game tonight. I'm just happy that we won, and it, it's all good. I'm happy. Okay. Pete's in a good mood, everybody. All right. Thank you, Pete. Um, I would take an offensive coordinator with his head in his butt that give but puts thirty one points up in the first half. I would I, I would go know, with that. I don't I don't know why. I would take that. I would I go with that. I don't know where you got that from. I mean they were they were up 31-21 at halftime. Yeah, I mean they got, it took a little while to get going in the first in the first quarter. I mean I'm looking at this right now. They had two hundred and forty two yards at halftime. But you know what? I, you know what I think happens in hmm. these first quarters. Oh, no, I take it back. They had three hundred and seventy three yards at halftime. They're trying to get a feel for the game. And what they're do, what the other team's doing too, and then they can they they tweak from there. Yeah, I mean you're just looking, you're you're running things in the first series. Okay, if we do what, X, what do they do? What is what is interesting is that they do struggle on the opening script in like every game. You know, it, it, it's amazing to me how the work is not effective enough going into the game because we see teams all the time in this sport that just are you know. Hotter than a $2 pistol on the opening drive because they've been working it all yeah, week. They, they moved the ball down the field in that first drive. They just fumbled yeah. it. Yeah, and, that's true. Yeah, I mean, they just they got it stripped, and that was that. But yeah. I, I thought they were really good on offense. I th- the defense giving up 35. In the in the context of the game, the defense played really, really well. Yeah. And that's about all you can ask from. What would you say, three turnovers? They you, you uh, they, they get three turnovers, and then the offense turned it into 14 points, which is, look, we, we I told you, that, like, if they screwed around with this team, they would get beat. We saw that BYU was formidable. Yep. They were not some tomato can opponent, and Arkansas didn't screw around today. They took care of all their stuff, and they ended up with the win 52-35. to 35. All right, we're back here on Hog Reaction, presented by the Party Place 52 the 35 Arkansas wins. Uh, we have found a reliable broadband in the state of Utah, which is elusive, but we have found some. And uh, we have our Tommy Kraft standing by in uh, Utah live with the very latest to Tommy. Harder to find than cold beer and, and coffee, I'm telling you. It, uh, <laughs> it's, not, it's not easy around here. Guys, I heard y'all breaking it down. I thought there were a couple of key moments y'all hit on when you talked about the fourth down play where BYU fumbles the ball. Let's go back a play, and remember, replay got involved when Hall came up short. That might be the biggest replay in a long time because if they don't, if they don't overturn that play, fourth down never happens. That was a big moment in the ball game that turned the momentum. And replay, you know, for all the, the grief fans and, and us media give the referees, that was a moment where replay got involved, and, and I thought it changed the course of the game at that moment. That was a big, big moment in the game. Then you look uh, later on, there was a drive Arkansas had it. Uh, well, it was on that drive, rather. Had the penalty backed him up, back to the 34 again. Then Jefferson hits Landers for 18 yards to set up that score. Man, there, that was a couple of big moments in the ballgame. Yeah, in uh, a, a lot of big moments. And we talked about, too, that, um, you know, Arkansas 
couldn't goof around with this team. Uh, this is not a tomato can opponent. Arkansas, as solid as a performance throughout the game as we've seen this entire season, I thought. I heard the caller before you hit the break about Bryles, you know, having his head buried in, the, in his posterior. I don't. This offense scored on eight consecutive possessions. I mean, I don't know what more you want out of someone leading your offense. They than, scored 31 in the first half. Well, I mean, Derek, if you look at the drive chart for the game today, uh, Arkansas punted with 10.36 to go in the first quarter. And from then on, until the last drive of the game where they got held on downs, they scored on every drive they had. And only one of those was a field goal. They had a nine play, a 10 play, a 10 play drive. Later on, seven and then 12, uh, the one that went forever. So, I mean, I'm just not sure what more you want out of an offense today that really was the best uh, the best aid to a defense that's still reeling in the secondary and it's it's glaringly obvious that's why <laughs> jokingly that's why Odom wants to be on the sideline yeah, well you can't see everything from up top and what's going on in that back end that struggled at times still today. I guess we can welcome back Matt Landers. He was targeted 10 times. He went 8 for 99 and three touchdowns. And a couple of them, Gosh. I mean, he was just wide open. The the way that they dissected BYU's uh, defense was really impressive. I mean, had, there were guys just running free. Well, that that safety valve, if you will, when they rolled out, usually it was, it was Rocket or one of the backs. You know, Rocket kind of disappeared for a little while in this game. We'll talk about that and what Coach said about it after the game uh, it, that was always open, and only a few times did, did K.J. ever actually go to that. And Landers, yeah, I feel bad he's one yard short of 100. I mean, you know, that, that's got to sting a little bit. But three touchdowns in the game, that's a – they were uh, sitting next to Hutch. He pro- pulled up a spreadsheet and said that tied some <laughs> kind of record. I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, don't go down that rabbit hole. We might not get you back. He had it. And uh, there was one later that uh, someone said that was the most points in a non-conference road game since 1910. Uh, so, I mean, I learned a few things up there right. today. I think the opponent, if I remember right, was uh, Washita Baptist, and Hugo Bezdek was the coach. So that's kind of day wow. that it was in, uh, in BYU, uh, here at BYU in Provo. That's, uh, that's interesting that uh, when 1910 comes up, because in another game today that was going on at the same time, Alabama allowed the most points in any game since 1907. Any game. Well, they should fire the coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's time for Saban to go. Clearly, well, he mean, is a uh, Paul. Clearly, he's lost it, and uh, we need a new coach in here, Paul. Clearly, well, there will be calls like that. But I, of course, you know, there will be. Yeah, you know, probably already are. But uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, there were there were a lot of stars in the game today. I mean, Rocket Sanders, he gets 175, and there was a, a pretty good gap in that game where he stood on the sideline and didn't play, and uh, a lot of AJ Green at that time, Rashad DeBinion at that time, but. Fifteen carries, a buck seventy-five, pair of touchdowns, did, did, I mean, did, almost twelve yards of tote. I mean, that's pretty, pretty dadgum good. Did Pittman address that after the game? Because the TV people yeah. had a theory on it, and I wanted to hear what Pittman said. I'll, I'll pull the. I'll try to get the audio here when we get. I get situated a little bit, but to paraphrase, he said he didn't think Rocket was seeing the holes right, and oh. he thought he needed to stand over there and watch a little bit. So he wasn't, you know. T- to, to boil it down to low gravy, as you like to say, he wasn't happy with the way he was playing, even though the numbers look different. Now, he had that big 64-yard run that inflates 175, but anyway, you slice it, you're getting over a first a first down a touch. I had a conversation. You mentioned Andrew Hutchinson. I was texting with him this morning. We were talking about sort of the tight ends and, you know, the two. We hadn't seen a lot of two and three, uh, pack, two and three tight ends on the field. Um, Knox has a good day catching the football. 
But what I found really interesting is when they went and decided that they were going to run the football backs and on Rocket's 64-yard touchdown pass, Hudson Henry's in the game. Mm -hmm. He threw the block that sprung him. He threw the the kick-out block. And, he, and so we're starting to see, you know, different packages. You know, it'll be interesting to see what they come back with with a week off and a chance to kind of evaluate, do some self-scouting. Yeah, there's, you know, still a lot of, you know, offensively, it's hard to it's hard to complain, and you're really nitpicking if you want to get after an offense to put up 52 points and, you know, a quarter mile in offense today was 644 yards. 644. But defensively, there, there's a lot of work to be done, and, and a lot of it's just personnel, but – You've got to get Simeon Blair and Hudson Clark to be more effective. I mean, Blair had some some moments in today's game where he left either uh, – it's usually Epps. There's two guys that really dominated from a receiving standpoint, uh, that Cody Epps and then that Nakua, Puka to, yeah. Nakua uh, today were just uh, – you know, they were just hard to stop, 125 and 141 respectively. I mean, but there's still some massive holes and. Sam addressed, you know, their, their their switch back and forth between the three-man and four-man fronts, and he basically got to a point he was just tired of seeing what he was seeing and uh, gave Barry kind of a, a directive on, <laughs> let's, oh. let's do hey, if we go down, let's go down swinging. It's, it's the most of, aggressive how, how game how plan goes. they've had. They, I mean, they yeah. brought five, they brought six, and they were, they were, you know, they were doing a lot of gap stuff, and, and yeah. I, they don't rush four very often, but they did today, and it, it was effective. Well, they had four down linemen at times, and they'd walk the linebackers up in the gaps, and sometimes they would send them, times, sometimes they wouldn't. Now, I, I'm not a, 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 t- a tactician of this, but, I mean, there were times where the the backers didn't drop at the snap. The the tackles would get on them, and then the running backs would, would find a, a crease and get through there for BYU. But the, the problem is still in the secondary. Anyone watching can see that. And, you know, Arkansas has got to figure that out before they take on Auburn and, and even Liberty, you know, which uh, – you know, Hugh Freeze is no slouch. Uh, you know, but the thing is, in the next couple of weeks, you got four wins. Now you could, if you could peel off a couple of before, I think what are going to be two difficult conference games with LSU and Ole Miss, you could at least get yourself to bowl eligibility heading into those last three. But uh, you know, you'd like to think Auburn and Liberty should be easy, but uh, I don't think there's anything easy about those two. I guess the next uh, the next uh, marker here is: can you go on the road in the SEC and? And I'm not talking score 52, but can you play like this? Can you have a performance where most of the game looks pretty good as opposed to what we've seen in the um, most of the other SEC games uh, outside of South Carolina where, you know, three-quarters of the game is not very good? That's the next yeah, question. I mean, I mean, I, y'all have talked a lot about the quarters, and I don't think you've been wrong, but how would you grade today's game? Did, did Arkansas play well for three quarters or four? I mean – I don't see how it could be any less than three. I thought today. they played well in all four quarters. Yeah, the, today I, was the first. Disagree. The, today's the first game where there just wasn't that big just lull, lull that big yeah. gap in in the game where nothing good is happening. Where they didn't have that this week. You know, they kind of had to settle in in the first fifteen minutes a little bit, but that's not uncommon in any game. It was thirteen to seven at the end of the first quarter, and you, you look what Arkansas did. Uh, you know, they had the fumble early, and that got you, you know, a little uneasy after the, on the opening drive when they went five plays, 23, and fumble it. And then they, their only punt of the game came then, and then from then on it was it was on. And uh, so, I, yeah, I, I'd get with you on four quarters of performance. But even that last drive where you end up getting held on downs at the goal line, um, and I don't know why you just weren't taking knees in some case. I guess you wanted to maybe get Malik a chance to score. I'm, I'm not sure, but um, 16 plays. 73 yards, 10 minutes. You don't get the result you maybe wanted on that, but 
that's just another confidence-boosting drive that, hey, here's here's what we can do to an opponent. I don't care if you score or not, 16 plays, 73 yards is impressive. Oh, I'd, I'd argue you got the exact result you want, which is not to give the ball back to BYU. Uh, you know, the score was irrelevant. You know, well, yeah, you would have you liked. Did get, you did give them the ball back. Well, <laughs> so you gave it back did, to them with like thirty-five. The yeah, I mean, the, the game was yeah. over at that point. I mean, you didn't give it back to them with time where they could put pressure on you. So I think goal achieved there. It, it was impressive no, to I, see them just sort of run no, out the clock at the end at will. At ten minutes of the clock. I mean, that wasn't just like, hey, we need to run out no, three or four minutes that wasn't here. Four minutes. Limit their opportunities. Yeah, <laughs> ten minutes and two seconds of possession on that final drive. That's, yeah. All right, we're back here on Hog Reaction, presented by The Party Place, 866-285-4005. Let's uh, talk to Big Mike in Waldron. Hey, Big Mike. Well, it's not the way you'd like to get the young defensive backs experience, but by God, they are getting some experience this year. They are. I love the offense. Uh, my God, Deano, it started the game. They started out slow, but... But, hell, I always blame the guy calling the plays on that, so I don't worry about that too much. Uh, and I got mixed up. I got – I thought the guy, some guy named Hudson was playing both ways. I, I texted y'all about that. And I got Hudson and, you know, the mixed up. And the back's block, you know, Zach was fine. You know, it was a good block. No, it wasn't. It was It's cool. illegal. It's an illegal block. That's illegal now. You liked it because it, it was, was a big cool. hit. Okay, cool and legal it was cool. Different. It wasn't legal, though. <laughs> it was cool. Back in my day, you could tear somebody apart like that. Now, yeah, they're a bunch of wussies. Yeah, they but that's why we all walk around with limbs. Up. That's why That's why you don't want half your team in concussion <laughs> protocol. Yeah, that's exactly why. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, let's see. What else? I can't <laughs> believe he made uh, Rocket stand over on the sidelines because he didn't think he was hitting the holes right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh God, that was hilarious. Well, I'll talk to y'all some other time. All right, man. Okay. Have a good night, Big Mike. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. Is he partying uh, down on the two four eight, two four nine. So, yeah. You know, whatever it takes. It's tailing down there. Be careful. Yeah. Let me uh play you some sound of what Sam exactly said on that. Okay. I, I didn't feel like he was hitting the holes what he should have, and, and he put the ball on the ground. We, we're not going to, uh, you know, we got to let the guys think about it for a minute. And that's just that's just coaching. we got other backs that can go in there. But you know, he's a great kid, and, and he rebounded. So I thought I summed it up pretty well. I want to make sure I'd, I'd quoted him just right, but I think that's exactly what yeah. he said is, Listen, you put the and I think I think the message out of that is don't put the ball on the ground. I think that's yes. the, the thing more than anything. Yes, absolutely. Like he 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 has put he he has had ball security issues all year. So, um, you, I mean you got to you got to send a message there at some point. You can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. Um, yeah. So I um that absolutely made made perfect sense to me. Uh, hearing the explanation there. Um. After the game from from Coach Pittman, yes. Sometimes your hands get a little stronger and stickier of standing on the sideline. You know. Well, you get sometimes, sometimes that look and view. You yeah. sometimes that look and view from the sideline will make your hands a little stronger. Yeah, message received. Hey, you yeah. take care of the football. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's he, no he uh, a hell of a day though. This is not a uh, you know. This is a um, this is a meritocracy. We're not just you know you're you're the best. You just automatically get to play. That's uh, that's not how it works. You got to uh, take care of the football. 
And so uh, that's exactly uh, right. that's what happened there. Um, okay, Tanner and Tupelo is on the phone here. I oh, bet Tanner singing not, Reverend. I bet he's not drunk. Uh, Tanner. <laughs> No, guys, I am definitely not drunk. Um, but uh, you you said it well earlier, Derek, when you said uh, the next two weeks would just be insufferable uh, had we lost that game. Ugh. But since, since we'd have nothing to complain about, I've got three things that I'm going to complain about. Okay. Okay? And I know I'm not normally a complaining kind of guy, but here I am tonight. Okay. I, I feel like I'm probably the only one in this camp, but I hate the fact that Tennessee won today. I I, do I don't too. want anybody to be Alabama except Arkansas. You know, like I don't want them to experience that joy. <laughs> I just don't want that. Well, okay. they've they've the the joy has uh, moved the goalposts down whatever the main drag is in hey, Knoxville. Already. Tanner, take solace in the Absolutely. fact that te- let Tennessee have their two week moment because the big bad Georgia Bulldogs are coming. That's right. In two weeks, this this, this, Boy, this, this will correct itself. Yeah, I sure hope so. My my other point is. Old Piss is going to be acting like they own the stupid SEC West now because Bama went down and they're seven and zero with the freaking most easiest cupcake schedule I've ever seen in through seven weeks. Absolutely asinine. Well, they did play well, UCA at one point, yes. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> UCA and roast beef tech, as Colin Cowherd likes to say. <laughs> and then I'm still mad about the A the uh, and M loss. Like that that loss is still in my crawl. You know, like preseason, I thought on a good. A good season for us. We'll lose to Bama, Mississippi State, and BYU, and we're you know that was that was my preseason prediction. So we're kind of right on par for what I thought we'd be. But it's that ATM game is just it's just still haunting me. So I'm, that's my complaint. But great game for the Hogs, Tommy in uh, Utah. Like I said, stay away from the Cougars, baby. Y'all have a good night. <laughs> All right, Tanner. Thank you. Wow. He can go back to working on tomorrow morning's sermon now. Yeah. After uh, needs to. spending some time uh, with us here. Yeah. Uh, this ought to be fun. Let's go to Brian in Ozark. Hi, Brian. Hey, how you doing? Good. Great. What's up? How much? I see the Arkansas get back on the winning track, even if it's BYU. But, uh, you know, as far as Tennessee beating Alabama, that was awesome, dude. 15 years. What do you think would happen in Fayetteville since we hadn't beat them in 16 years. But we do the same thing. So, you know, it was cool to see Tennessee beat Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got to say on that. But, you know, yeah. Alabama is no longer on top, and that's, that's everything. You guys have a great day. All right. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate it. I think the interesting. I, I, felt, I, I felt the same way last week. I didn't want A&M to win that game against Bama. You know, I, I kind of feel the same way this week. I didn't want Tennessee to win that game. So, I wanted Arkansas to be the one. I could not. Um, I could not believe how open guys were getting. Uh, two things about that game. Uh, number one, I couldn't believe how open Tennessee was getting against Alabama. And the second thing is that when all the games are done tonight, when they total it all up, I believe Alabama leads the SEC in penalties, which under Nick Saban is beyond comprehension. Mister Discipline. They have the most penalized team. They set a school record today, I believe, in that game. Can't believe that. Stunning. I don't think we're giving Tennessee enough credit. I don't. You don't? I think Tennessee's better than – they're much better than we thought. Uh, Hendon Hooker is a now legit Heisman Trophy candidate. Brew McCoy, Josh Heupel, they have got – they got it. They got the dudes now to go and play. Defense gives up 49. You still win the game. I mean, give Tennessee some credit. I mean, you can sit there and say, okay, I He's, wanted my team to do it. That's fine. But 
I mean, Tennessee put together they a they waited for this. This was their this was their Super Bowl. Well, they did what Arkansas wanted to do, exactly. which is well, get them into your building. Mm-hmm. You think to you do got what a A&M shot? Wanted to do and, and, well, and A and M did it last yeah. year at Kyle Field. Yeah, A and M's or Alabama's but, been living on borrowed time for a little bit. They've had now three games where they were on the ropes. They won two of them, Texas mm-hmm. and Texas A and M. They finally got caught. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, and they survived a comeback because um, you know Arkansas was. Closing in fast in the third quarter yeah. in that Arkansas Hooker, game. Hooker goes for 385 and five touchdowns. So it's just crazy. He is – he just the way he throws the deep ball is just – Scary. It's it's jaw-dropping. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Jalen Hyatt, six for 207 and five scores today. That's right. He's a <laughs> he receiver. Five he caught five touchdowns. touchdown passes. <laughs> so – Okay. At some point, you target that guy, don't you, Tommy? Like, if you're the defense, just go targeting on him, right? Maybe, maybe we guard him. Yeah. You know, maybe two guys. <laughs> More like a guy shooting the three in basketball. You might want to put a hand in Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and hand look, down, man down. And, and, and luckily for Tennessee, they're going to play UT Martin next week. Yeah, yeah. Then, then they play Kentucky. Then they play Georgia. Yeah. Watch them limp around for maybe a quarter with UT Martin, the hangover yeah, We've seen it. Yeah. They'll, they'll be a little bit of a hangover mm-hmm. there. Um. But um, they will uh, they won't have any issue next week. Okay, uh, you can get in here on Hog Reaction presented by the Party Place eight six six two eight five four zero zero five. Auburn's coming up in a couple weeks. I think that's a gettable game for Arkansas. Um, what about Tanner and still not being able to get over the A and M thing? Like hey, we got to move on from this, don't we? Now you got a week now with no with nothing going on. You know, no game to, to focus on. You know, get it out of your system. You want a good, you want a good game against a good team today on the road. I guess so. Well, um, they, they they did get it done, and they end the losing skid there. Um, we'll um, we'll take a break here in a moment. And um, Tommy, you got some more sound. Like, what else uh, can we? Uh, what what else does Pitt have to discuss? What other did you have? I've got a whole page here, but I think one thing we want to get into, um, he talks about the bye week coming up and what it means for his team and the relaxation and what he's doing tomorrow, which is what we're probably hoping to do, absolutely nothing. <laughs> and then uh, the eight consecutive scoring drives and really what what it did for the offense but also the defense. And I think another point of conversation is the change. We talked about this earlier, going to a three-man line and the change in the, uh, the front and then going to, to four and his frustration with what he was seeing. We got some good stuff from Sam Pittman. We can dive in. Hog reaction here on this Saturday night. Arkansas 52, BYU 35. Ruskin and Zach here. Tommy Kraft live in Utah on the ground. Some notes from around the league right now. There's two games going on. Mississippi State and Kentucky. You know what? Maybe Mississippi State just has a really good defense. It's th- <laughs> it's Maybe. It's 3-3 three to three at halftime in Lexington. Mississippi State and Kentucky. And then LSU is up 35-21. Middle of the third in Gainesville, taking on the Florida Gators. Daniels with three touchdown passes for LSU. So those are the two games that are going on right now. And if you haven't heard by now, um, Tennessee, and I don't know how you haven't, uh, Tennessee beat Alabama with a field goal at the gun, 52-49. to 49, And um, they are uh, there is not going to be any alcohol left in Knoxville when um, – when, uh, it, when it is closing Every time. illegal still will be empty <laughs> by the end of right. tonight, that's I am absolutely right. certain. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> what a what a scene that's going that is uh going on right now. 
I told Zach, Tommy, that this is a night to monitor the Knoxville police scanner Without just question. to hear all the weird oh. stuff going on. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm. Yeah. You look at what's ahead, though, for, for Bama, and you wouldn't have thought they still got three conference games left, LSU, Ole Miss, and Auburn at the end of the year. Uh, you know, no, pardon me, they'll, uh, they've got Mississippi State this coming weekend. So Mississippi State by week, then LSU, Ole Miss, and Auburn. You know, is there any reason you, you don't believe they couldn't lose? I know that's a home game with State, and they hadn't, you know, State hadn't beaten them in a long time either. Uh, and that's what's up next. I, you know, could State actually give them a game next week? I, I'm, I, I would I'm, think so. I'm curious, like what what's what's happened? They have lost their like in the the air of invincibility with them is like gone. Like they just don't look like the same Alabama that just rolls in there and steamrolls everybody and then rolls out of town. Like they look vulnerable this year. I think it's the transfer portal catching up a little bit. I know they got rigs to come in, but how does Bama get better in the transfer portal overall? Everyone else can pick up players like Arkansas gets a Drew Sanders from Bama. The the ceiling or the headroom to get better in the portal for Bama is so limited because they're already so good out of the high school. How do you go get better? Everyone else has room for improvement, so they, they've narrowed the gap a little bit. I, I think the portal has something to do with it. They've got a couple. Uh, they got, what's his name, Toho? The, the, to- the Toho, yep. yeah, from, from yeah. Tennessee. They got a wide receiver. They came in. They, they missed on a couple, but they're not elite on the offensive or defensive lines anymore. That's where they made their money. Yeah. I mean, you think about some of the guys, you know, the Marcel Darius and, and some of the guys that they've had on the defensive line. They're not elite on the defensive line. The only guy that, unless you really follow college football, I mean, they don't. there's not a C.J. Mosley over on that defensive side. The only guy that we know is Will Anderson. Name me another Alabama defender that we're that's real a, familiar with. That's a good point because it used to be you could name four or five guys yep. just off the top of your head. I don't know anybody in the secondary at Alabama mm-hmm. now, you know? Right. I mean, you, 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 you think Dix, about all those guys, and, and they're, those guys aren't there right now. Mm-hmm. You just think about Arkansas, though. They're building a program at times out of the transfer portal. Wide receiver, the secondary, even though it's been thin, they've lost some guys. You, you think about Sanders. Last year was really on that defensive front line. They, 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 they went to the portal and got a lot better. I just think it's hard for programs like Georgia, Bama, the Ohio State, the elite of the elites to go get – Anything better than what they've already got, I guess is what I'm saying. They're, they're already so good out of the high school. How do you go get veteran players? They do in some places, but I think that's why the gap has narrowed between Bama and Georgia and those teams and the rest of the world. All right, Tanner and Tupelo just sent in a text, and it, it reminded me of something. He said, why didn't Saban and company run the clock down, kick the ball with no time on the clock? At worst, you go to overtime. What do we know about Nick Saban when games are close <laughs> at the end? He's bad with clock management. Mm. They don't know what to do. They're not used to it. They don't know what to do when they get in those situations. I mean, how many times did Gus get them? Twice, three times on clock management alone. There was this one play you might remember where they kicked it as time expired. It was a return from the back. Chris Davis. You might remember that play. Saban fought for one second to be put on that clock, and they did. And the rest is history on that play. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's it's weird. And, uh, yes, uh, we're – and like it or not, folks, we're living in a world where Ole Miss is in first place in the SEC West. And um, I don't know how I feel about that, but um, not great is um, the first thing that comes well, to mind. Let's not, let's not jump to any conclusion. Long way to go, and Alabama and Mississippi have to play each other. I do believe, though, Zach, I told you that Jackson Dart would work out with Lane Kiffin. You said he sucks. He's at USC. He's terrible. And um, 
Things are working hey, out let's, okay. Let's 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 let the balance of the season play out. Right now, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're winning the, the argument now. Yeah, pump well, the well, breaks. It's well, only well, been well, seven well, games. Just saying. Well, oh yeah, but who have they? Who the hell have they played That's in seven what I'm games? Uh, you got get, look at the last five, Derek. There you they go. got LSU, mm-hmm. A&M, yep. Alabama, Arkansas, Mississippi State. That's their five games yep. left. Yeah. And let, let's play some. They competition. did beat Kentucky in there. It's yeah, they did. And they get they get they get two of those five at home. Three of them on the road. They yeah. got to go to Baton Rouge, College Station, and Fayetteville. They've run up uh, a seven and zero record against nobody. I was right about Jackson Dart. That's what is. That's what I'm hearing here. That's what I'm hearing in this. Okay, oh, that's that's what you're getting out of. That's this. what I take all away right. from all yeah. this. Yes, and yeah. I was right about Mississippi yes. State. You were right on this. Dead wrong on Tennessee. Yes, I believe yeah, I was wrong you. on. Yeah, we don't yes. hear about that one. No, no, no. That's I, not as fun. I thought like. I knew that A&M or Tennessee, one of them would be pretenders, and I picked the wrong one because A&M is the pretender and Tennessee is legit. So that's what happens here. Well, I, I mean, you do get better playing teams like Troy, Central Arkansas, mm-hmm. Georgia Tech. Tulsa. Hey, don't, those, don't mess around. Those, those teams prepare you. Those they UCA Bears. Hey, that's a, that's, a rough, that's a tough out now. That is a but tough out. They have beaten Kentucky, which I think is a quality win. Yeah. And, um, you know, we'll, Vanderbilt, not so much. Auburn, not so much. We're going to find out what they're made of over the next five, uh, five of the next six mm-hmm. weeks. They they're in action against some really good teams. Yeah, that's uh, it's totally uh, totally accurate. And uh, I think your point is, is spot on about uh, Alabama already being so far ahead of the pack that how do they get farther when they are, um, you know, when they when you've got the most talent, you can't add more. You're only going to lose people because people want to play like a, like a Drew Sanders is a is the tailor-made example of uh People, of that yeah. so players leave to get more playing time and yeah. good players they, good players to help bama get better you know they're already getting playing time wherever they're at so i, I mean I, it's just harder i also it. think on the um portal at most of the positions it's it's hit or miss on if that's good if someone's going to work out at their new position but it seems like a very high amount of the time when a quarterback transfers it usually works out at the new place. I mean, we can go through um, a list of places where a transfer quarterback has come in and um, and done pretty well getting out of the portal. So Nick I Starkle. think the success rate. <laughs> ben Hicks. <laughs> okay. I was in the. Wait a <laughs> Felipe Franks. Remember that one, him? That one worked. Him? All right. That one worked. All right. Well, he only won three games, though, so never mind. All right. It's hit or miss. Oh, you were portal. talking about when Starkle went to San Jose State. Yes, that's, yeah. right. that's what I was talking about. Yes. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. And when Ricky Town left, too. Yeah, hey, Ricky Town. Yeah. Won, the, won the FCS Heisman, did he not? Yeah. Uh, Steamboat did. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. I was just talking about how some some of <laughs> how Arkansas hasn't batted 1,000 with transfers this year. They've been up and down at times. That was my point. Point there in the second quarter, and I told Bear, I said, I don't care if they run the ball. On us for 400 yards. I don't care. Make them run it. And we went to our three-man line. And I didn't. I was tired of seeing interferences and guys open and scoring. So was Barry. I'm not saying that. But I said I don't. I don't care if they run for 500 yards. Just make them run the football. And it worked there right before half twice. And then it worked so good on the opening. Uh, drive they had in the second half, but you know you, you, what you saw was you know like you said the shift up front and it went from the four man back to the three in the first half. Uh, BYU had 29 yards of rushing, 
They come out and get the ball first in the second half. They had a 75-yard scoring drive. Uh, 44 of those yards came or came on the ground. You know, they, they ripped off three runs for 39 yards right away. So they made the adjustment. They saw what Arkansas was doing, and they gutted Arkansas uh, quickly. But then, you know, Arkansas's offense just kept answering, kept answering, kept answering. They couldn't run the ball much longer. For a while, when they ran it in the first half, you're wondering why are they running it when you could throw it in the direction of 17 or 15 in Arkansas secondary to, to Clark or, or uh, Blair's area and seemingly get a first down every time. Yeah. What did you think about, uh, Zach, what was going on out there? It, it was a very interesting chess match between the two of them, uh, between you know the the BYU offense and, and Barry Odom. They, I thought they did a great job disguising looks, showing pressure one way, making making them uh, at least acknowledge the pressure and then uh, bringing it from another, another direction. And, you know, an offense like BYU, pressure is probably more effective. Uh, and if it comes up the middle, which I thought, I thought they did a really good job getting push up front. And, and like like Pittman said, you know, if, if you take Jaron Hall out of that offense, that is a really pedestrian offense. Make him run it. Take your take the ball out of your best player's hands. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought it was I thought it was an interesting strategy. I thought it worked very well. I didn't think the defense played as poorly. At, they didn't play poorly. They played they, they played as well as they can. This was certainly their most aggressive game plan. I liked the way they played today. I didn't have a problem with anything they did. It seems like, look, I I think in modern football, uh, in college football in particular, uh, look, the days of giving up nine a game are pretty much over. So to to give up 35, I I don't have a lot to uh, to to cry about that. Um, But but the thing I would I would say uh, about the it it just seemed like when there was a mistake, they didn't come come they didn't compound it with like five more, Mm -hmm. which is seems like what it feels like anyway, guys. What we've seen in this three-game losing streak is the defense would make one mistake and then all of a sudden there'd be three more that were big, big problems. It seems like well, there was missed tackles out there sure today, but it, it didn't seem like they were just the same kind of um, um, catastrophic They're not the mistake. 85 Bears. They're not going to shut no. you out. They played well within the construct of the game. They gave the offense an opportunity to build a lead, and then they were able to keep it. It's about all you can ask from them. They, they, I thought they played really well. I don't think stats and yards and all that stuff tell the entire story. I thought they were really good in the second half. They they adjusted well in the second half. I mean, yeah, they're not they're not as you said they're not perfect. But no. uh, but look, they uh, they they got stops when they needed to. That that they, they that started right there, to they got stops when they needed to. They started to dictate the terms of the game later on. I was also uh, guys, we did not see fatigue becoming out a, 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 a problem <laughs> at altitude. It didn't look like. Late in the uh, in the game, now they were able to rotate it, really well. Yeah, looked like BYU was having more struggles with conditioning, particularly to the, at the end of the first half. But there were moments where BYU was making wholesale changes yep. early in the ball game. They looked to be having more problems at the end of the first half. And altitude, <laughs> and I kind of joked to those sitting around me. I guess the altitude's really getting to BYU. And uh, but I, I just don't. I thought that was a an excuse that uh, that you could use if you lo- if you lost, but I, I never I didn't see any effect on the altitude of uh, of the player you know to, the players today. They, they that wasn't even an issue. The uh, on television, Tommy, they said that um, Sataki was concerned about Kendall Browse's tempo, so they wanted to make sure yeah. they could have fresh people in there whenever they got an opportunity because they were worried about uh, the pace that uh, Arkansas could get it up to. Uh, when they get that offense clicking, as they did uh, today. so 
Yeah, and and there were times where they you could see that was a big problem uh, for BYU, particularly the second quarter. Arkansas put 24 points on the board in the second quarter, and that's when you saw them get winded. And uh, Arkansas ends up with just barely edging out time of possession, and that's kind of a surprise when you consider a 10-minute drive to end the game. Right. And Arkansas had 31 minutes of the 60 today. I thought they would probably dominate that stat more. But when you score on eight consecutive, they had a couple of two-play, uh, yeah, three-play third, third quarter they had drives for, today. They had it for four yeah. minutes in the third quarter. Yeah. But they went yeah, up they and down the time. field. Yeah. yeah. And they just went yeah. up and down the field. Yeah. Yeah. They just scored every time. Two-play drive, 12-play drive, two-play drive. So. Yeah. Yeah. They, so, I mean, in the end, uh, you know, Arkansas didn't make make devastating mistakes. They had the fumble early. They overcame it. Arkansas only punted one time today. There's one thing you want to pick on uh, outside of maybe some defensive blown coverages at times. The penalties still are a problem for this team. Uh, and I think some of those are just pass interference calls today. You look at the uh, the final number, seven penalties, 98 yards. Some of that's pass interference where it's either let the guy catch it and score or, or, or draw a flag. And I yeah. thought there was a couple of those today that you, know, you just you basically made a decision to, uh, to commit a foul. Yeah. And um, score one for the Reed Bauer crowd. That one punt by Reed Bauer went 62 yards. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, once again, the altitude. vindication for the Reed Bauer fans out there. Uh, as he finally uh, takes over the job he should have been doing all year long, it seems like. Big Rob in Fayetteville is on with us now on Hog Reaction. Hi, Big Rob. Hey, guys. Uh, I apologize. I'm hearing my Popeye's uh, uh, trying to get chicken, but I just want to tell you guys that um, all these other people here that uh, were hating on Bryles, man, he, played, he, he called a heck of a game. He really did. And we see the difference when you have KG Jefferson. Uh, I mean, he, he runs his offense. The, the line just blocked better, you know. There was there was just a feeling that knew that whenever he came on the field that we were going to make something happen. And, um, we, we need to realize that we're still rebuilding, you know, from the Chad Morris, uh, Bird, you know. When it's all said and done, though, hey, a win's a win, man. And when, when the Hogs score over 50 points, it's a big old thing. So, I'm going to hang up with you guys. Thank you all so much for all y'all do. And take care. Thank you, Big Rob. Enjoy the chicken. Yeah. Sounds, sounds like a delightful dinner, as a matter of fact. It's good right now, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you save us some biscuits, Big yeah, Rob, really. would you please? Yeah. Some honey That's packets. Odd sir. flex. <laughs> yeah, I'm just here, you know, getting some dinner. That is a flex, though. We're here doing yeah, work. We're working. Oh, hey, I'm in the Popeyes I'm in the, line, yeah. so, uh, you know, I don't know about yeah. you guys, but. <laughs> Now you're making me mad, Rob. I hope you're. I hope. I hope yeah. they're. I hope you're delayed getting out of the uh, the Popeyes line. Hey, pull forward. We're making some fresh chicken for, just for you. That's just right. Go ahead and pull forward. Pull forward. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Thirty-five minutes later, yeah. they bring you your food. Huh? That's right. Go park in waiting the waiting slot number one. That's you, right. Yeah. yeah. Could you could you pull in slot eighty-six back here? We're gonna make you some fresh chicken. That's right. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. Here is a uh, a text. So we got a little time here before we have to hit a break, but uh, we've talked about this. Uh, why was KJ even running the ball up seventeen with two and a half to play? Get your studs out and keep them safe. Uh, I don't have a problem with him being in the game at that point. Um, you're trying to salt away a victory. It is not a thirty point blowout. That is a still a three score game at that point. So I don't have a problem with your starting quarterback being in there. Uh, I wish he would uh, have a little bit more discretion, KJ, um, because that's his choice there. To run. That wasn't a called quarterback run. Yeah. 
And uh, you know what? Why don't you let uh, AJ Green take take some punishment with the game uh, outcome pretty much decided with with two minutes ten to carries go. today. Yeah, ten, uh, I, I was very curious to see what they were going to do I, with. I would have been fine with nine. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I was very curious <laughs> to see what they were going to do. First play of the game, boom! It's a KJ run. You're like, okay, it's game yep. on. Yep. And so you know, no no limitations. They were gonna they were gonna play their normal game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good thing, and I heard y'all talk about this earlier. Is just a next stinger. Uh, they were looking at his eye, and and the, the question was going around the press box: Does he wear contacts? Because it it appeared yeah. with the way they were dealing with him on the sideline that maybe a contact had gotten had come out, got flipped. Derek, I know you wear him. I yeah. I don't know about contacts, but, but the way they were treating him, it looks like he had, had a contact lens issue. But I, I don't think that was actually the issue. Yeah, that well, Luganville said that that's what it was on, on TV. Okay. So I think that's what what it might have been. What amazes me about. Uh, athletic competition and contacts popping out or, or whatever is that it could be in the uh, in the dimmest basketball gym in Arkansas and a contact comes out and someone can find them. I drop one in my sink at home. I can't find the thing for three weeks. It's in the drain. <laughs> but it's amazing how in a basketball in the drain. Oh, there, there it is right there. They always find it. I, I have no idea how, how that happens, but that's how well, it usually goes. Just get the referees to help. They got good eyes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. You're listening to Hog Reaction brought to you by The Party Place. Touchdown, Arkansas! Call or text the show at 866-285-4005. Oh, my God. Could you imagine getting on that plane? We're losing. Oh, my Lord. Hearing how terrible I am and all that. I mean, and how bad I need to fire KB and all this kind of. Come on, the men score 50. We score 52. I'm not getting into that. But what I am getting into is I'm so happy that we won and I'm going to get on that plane with my beautiful wife and our team and enjoy the heck out of it. We're off tomorrow and I'm off. And I don't know what I'm going to do. Need to go to church. But I don't know what I'm going to do. But I know what I'm not doing, and I'm not going in the office. I'm... That is Sam Pittman. So if you criticize Arkansas football, Sam Pittman reads it. Is what I take away from uh, that. So that's what I. What I. I think he was talking to you two. <laughs> what we do? What we do? He looked. I don't know. He just looked right at me when he said it. So I don't uh, know. Right, well, I mean, that's... you know. So I don't. Kind of wagged his finger a little bit. You know. That's fine. I love living rent-free in their head over there. It makes me smile every time. Oh. <laughs> yeah. um, I thought that was a, a, a lighthearted moment. But, boy, it, the point is, going into the bye week, having if you had to collar that loss and wear that thing for, for two weeks before you play Auburn, you talk about a change in perspective. Uh, man, that has just been a devastating loss from that from a mental perspective today. Yeah, it would have been ugly around here um, for uh, two weeks. Just like the, just and not necessarily that there would be personnel changes uh, with Razorback football. I just mean like the, just the 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 tone and tenor of everything would just suck. Like everybody would be mad. Uh, they'd be complaining. There'd be people would want everybody to be fired immediately oh. and some sort of investigation. But it would just it would just suck around here if they had lost this game for two weeks. I don't have your megaphone, but the call would sound something like, guys, I told you we should have hired a coach with experience. You know, yep, that's something right. Something along those lines that uh, we'd have all been listening to on the phone lines. Yeah. Not not a lot of uh, uh, Pittman critics uh, have uh, called in tonight, <laughs> uh, surprisingly. on the uh, they, We never hear from them after a win. It's really a, uh, a um, very um, 
It's a very brave position that they uh, take when they criticize the coach is to only call in after a loss or text in or tweet after a loss. So very proud of them. Well, well, speaking of fans, I mean, Arkansas didn't outnumber anybody today by any stretch. Uh, Arkansas's allotment was about 2,000. There were probably 2,500 to 3,000 that made their way in. They were stuck in the corner. It was shameful where the band was placed in this stadium. It was as bad a spot as you could put the band. But uh, I feel good for the fans that spent the money to come out here, guys, because it wasn't a cheap trip. It was a long ways out here. It cost a lot of money, and they got treated to a win because there's been a lot of times you spent the money to go on the road somewhere, and then your team loses, and that makes that 2500 or $3,000 or whatever you spent feel like $100,000 at that point. It's almost like the trip's free when your team wins. So good for the guys that, that uh, made their way out here. I wonder when the last time Arkansas went to the Mountain or Pacific time zone and won a football game. Hmm. Well, it wasn't Colorado State. No. It wasn't USC he, about 15 years you know, ago. You know, Hutch would know this. And he probably I wrote think, about this. I think it was 19 – I read something on it. It was, it, it was pre-World War II. Oh, well, okay. I, I know that. And I want to say it was like 1920, something like wow. that. I'd have to look it up. But So it, we saw something we haven't seen in 100 train? years. It, it's It's been a minute since oh. uh, since they won a game of That's the West. That's right. Best was the coach? Huh? They, they, yes. Best. They must have traveled Best by train. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how would that? Yeah, exactly. So, But they, I bet they haven't played a dozen games out this way because there's not very many bowl games. They, uh, I, I went to the game when they played UNLV in the uh, Las Vegas Bowl in 99 or 2000, whatever that was, and lost. That'd be one I know they didn't win. So, But there had not been many that have been played this far west in uh, in football. But uh, all the ones we can remember recently didn't quite go well. So. No. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah, that's – um. It was uh, it was it was a good feeling for for a lot of different reasons to um, to see Arkansas get a win here today. And for whatever it's worth, and this stat will be probably made more of than it should be. Sam's eight zero against non conference opponents, and no one else in Arkansas history has done that as a head coach. Now, tell me what that's worth. I I don't know, but that that's the number, and he picks up eight his eighth win over a non conference opponent today. Yeah. It is. Um, it's. It's. It's a big deal to uh, go into this with a. And and again, you don't have anybody that says, "Well, they're going to lose every game the rest of the year and the season's over." That's that's another thing you get when you win a game is that no one thinks people think they're going to win again. And uh, Auburn is kind of a mess. They had a shootout today with Ole Miss, but ended up losing. Um, they may have found a quarterback finally down there. That kid looked pretty good in moments uh, for Auburn today. But I don't see a big, giant talent gap between Auburn and Arkansas. I'm interested to see if Arkansas can do some of the things they did today in an SEC game because we haven't seen that consistently except for South Carolina, and we know South Carolina is terrible. So I am, uh, I'm curious to see uh, in a couple of weeks at Jordan-Hare when, uh, if they can do some of the things, if they can have some of the consistency that they had today against BYU in a, in a league game. Uh, in two weeks no, on the road. The next week, ne- next game's all that matters. I mean, you get a couple, you get a week, you know, week and a half to kind of heal up. You get to uh, sort of self-evaluate, find out uh, what you're doing well, what you're doing poorly. You get to work on some things. You get to add a few things, and uh, they should be ready. I mean, there's no reason to come out flat for uh, for Auburn. They should have uh, everything going, get a bunch of guys well, back. Especially if you remember what happened the last time they were in that stadium. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that wasn't great. You want to talk about yeah. losses that stick in your crawl? Twenty twenty Auburn is uh, still some people probably aren't over that. Sam Pittman, maybe one of them for all we know. But um, so, uh, Tommy, you fly in. What are you flying back in? G six Lear. You got a <laughs> Gulf Stream. What do you got? I only fly on planes with three engines, three jet engines. But uh, I'm gonna fly on whatever Southwest puts me on in the morning, and I just hope it's on time because. It wasn't on time coming down here, so that's uh, I, you know, I just hope the uh, the uh, Coke Zero is cold and the peanuts are hot and uh, they get there on time. That's the rumor is uh, you got a you got a nice little flight to get you in here about midday tomorrow. Yeah, should land in Tulsa about one forty-five. Ought to be home for the Cowboys tomorrow night. Cowboys so. get home for the Chiefs yeah. Bills. Yeah, yeah it might be if I can if I can boogie back from Tulsa. I land in Tulsa, and uh, so yeah, I can probably get to see most of that game. Yeah, there you go. It's been a fun trip out here. I want to thank. Uh, the, the this businesses that sponsored this trip out here, High Tech Truck Refrigeration. Find them at HighTechTruck.com. Washita Farms, your go-to for the tailgate. They got Lark. Uh, you can find Lark in 200 locations. Lark from Washita Farms, an exciting new seltzer. Find out more at LarkHemp.com. And by Crabtree RV, I-40 exit 13 behind the Cracker Barrel and online at CrabtreeRV.com. So if the schedule sticks the way it's supposed to, and I think there will be some shakeup of the conference realignment, Arkansas plays, what, Utah in 2025 and 6 or 6 and 7, something like that. There, there's a home and home with Utah. So this won't be the last opportunity to come out here. I think you play the team just up the road from Provo uh, in a few years if the schedule doesn't get rearranged. Yeah, we'll see how that all uh, shakes out when the league formally decides what to do when OU and Texas join the league. And if there's more teams that join the league, who knows at this point? It's still kind of all up in the air, I suppose. All right, this has been uh, our Hog Reaction Show here on ESPN Arkansas. Tommy Kraft, thank you, sir. Been a, been a wonderful time, guys. I'll see you all next week. All right. Tommy Craft live from Utah. We'd like to thank the Party Place, our presenting sponsor here on Hog Reaction. 50% off Halloween decor while supplies last. And you know you need a new costume. And they've got a bunch of costumes at the Party Place starting at $9.99. Brand new location in Fort Smith at 1415 South Zero in front of Atwoods. Locations in Fort Smith, Rogers, and Conway. The Party Place. Good night. More on this game and everything else. Monday on The Rush, on Halftime, and on Ruskin and Zach. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.